Good podcast. It's Houston, and I'm here to bring you another episode of the Super Story Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the previous episode about the game changing power of Soapbox. This episode sort of riffs on that. Uh, it's a shorter episode where I uh, call up and interview Roy Parton, who is part of the Romies. Uh, he is a uh, international touring uh, musical artist, and uh, he's a guy that is currently going through uh, R13 creative soapbox process to tap into a soapbox to be able to pivot into creating uh, with meaning, purpose, and passion. And so uh, I thought he would be the perfect guy to talk to about just his thoughts on uh, soapbox and the thoughts of how to create uh, something that's emotionally connective rather than just what's the current marketable entertainment. And so it's a short conversation. I think it's effective. I think it's interesting. Uh, hopefully it brings you value. If you haven't heard the previous episode, uh, that's fine. After you finish this one, go listen to the other one. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Be sure to subscribe and comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And also check out Rory Parton and the Romies at the Romies is all in the social media. So check it out as soon as you can. Those guys are awesome. Not guys. There's a guy and a girl, but you get what I'm saying. All right. Enjoy the episode. Talk to you soon. Earlier this week, we released uh, a uh, podcast episode on the Superstore podcast on soapbox and sort of the power of soapbox the uh the the value of creating passion purpose and meaning uh you know connecting yourself to your entertainment and everything you create your brand everything and um and we you know we talked it out as a group and i thought it was good and and, and helpful uh what i thought would be interesting for for uh uh to talk to you about because uh, I know you're an artist. We've talked to you before on the podcast. Uh, you're a musician, sort of this multi-talented dude. Uh, but uh, the soapbox uh, issue is particularly relevant to you uh, mm-hmm. because you're you're currently going through the process uh, that we have uh, here at, in our company, going through the process of de- discovering and identifying your soapbox. And so because it's so raw and relevant to you, I thought you may have some interesting insight uh, yeah. about it. Uh, so, how's it been? You know, it's really cool because it's, as you know, it's something that I'm going through and we are working through. Um, one thing that I'm discovering uh, right off the top, I'll say for those listening, your soapbox may change over the years. Yes. Uh, you know, or it may vary a bit. Uh, it may look different. I mean, before yeah. part of my soapbox might have been, oh, I got to be a rock star, if you will, or something that would be somewhere along those lines. And it's not that anymore. Right. It's really interesting. Um, so I, that's one thing I'm, I'm finding is uh, there are themes that are cropping up that have always been in my life, but they're stronger themes now than they were previously. Mm, that's good. So it, it's almost like you need to do uh, do a, a an inventory or audit of your soul, uh, you know, every so often at yeah. different stages of it, kind of revisit that. Absolutely, man. I mean, I know 
just thinking back, gifts, giftings tests and things I took when I was uh, younger, uh, man, they changed dramatically. I took one a couple of years ago and I was like, wow, okay, I am very different than I was, um, you know, because I've Super. grown and you live life. And before I was like zero on mercy. And <laughs> now I have a little mercy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing you softened, you've softened in your old age yeah i guess that's uh, right. not my old age you said softened as that's i age. it yeah you're you're only 27 so that's uh, right. so um, that's it so um, yeah, uh, yeah. that's interesting the i've noticed that be, uh uh just with me and since i've become a dad uh just you know parenthood just changes a lot of perspective right uh instantly and and i pick up on themes and and different things and relate to things differently Uh, i spoke a little bit about that in the 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 earlier podcast uh, this week about how you know i look at uh, you know even something like star wars differently because i see the sack when darth vader throws the emperor into the pit and he saves it he saves luke skywalker at the end that seems a lot more impactful for me now uh, because it's a da- it's a dad saving his kid. Yeah, and it's it's not just like you know beating the the, the villain at the end of the video game. It, it has just a little bit more resonance to it. So yeah, um, so, so I, I totally get what you're saying. So are you like I have, are you uh, zeroing in on 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 something good and something interesting as far as like identifying one or two or three things that that you're particularly passionate about? Yeah, I think so. Uh... And it's, it's interesting going through the things there are, well, just what you said, there are repetitions that happen, uh, even among the questions, though the questions are different, the answers oftentimes are very similar. And it's interesting because I, right. I'm thinking, wait, am I answering the wrong question? And you know <laughs> what I mean? And then sure, I, yeah. I look back and go, no, no, no. Okay. This is, I'm answering the right question. And I've also, uh, seen that as I go through it and my mind opens, it opens up more and more. Does that make sense? That's absolutely right. Uh, your emotions, yeah. you dig in deeper and deeper. So then I go back and I look at the at the first, second, third ones, whatever, and I go, okay, wow, I'm I'm in a flow now, if you will. the uh, The inspiration is really flowing. Does that make sense? Sure. And uh, so I go back and take a look at them and go, okay, yeah, that still feels right. And oh, you know what? I want to write this here because I'm really I'm understanding now uh, how I think about that and and how I feel about it. And I use a lot of feel words because uh i'm I'm a real feeler so (laughs) (laughs) you know not saying i'm I'm led by my emotions or anything but uh that is one thing i'm learning though is i I, uh i'm aware that i feel things deeply and in going through this i'm uh in some of the things i had to write down like some of your worst childhood memories you know uh and then then why and i'm like well i guess it wasn't as traumatic as probably I thought it was as a child, but I feel things deep deeply. And as a mm-hmm. child, I did as well. And I took wow. these things in deeply when I didn't need to, or shouldn't have, because it was just kids being mean. Right, right, right. No, I get yeah. it. I get it. So as far as uh, creating with passion, purpose, and meaning, uh, is that something that you've always uh, done with your, with your music or anything else that you've created? Uh, really kind of try to connect to it emotionally. I know in music, it seems like that uh, that is more important to be authentic and vulnerable and sort of connect to the things that that uh, that you're singing about and you're writing about. Yeah. Uh, but is that something that you that you've regularly done? Oh gosh, yes. I mean, at a very young age, I realized I always like to see my audience. 
I wanted to see them to see how they were reacting. And, and mm. I realized why, because then I realized when I was connecting with them, um, you know, I've been in situations of these big concerts, right. Where you can't see the audience at all. There's a spotlight in your eyes and the audience is in the black. And oftentimes I've asked them, Hey, can you give me a little bit of a, uh, of house light so I can see the people oh, out there? Uh, sure. Because I, I learned early on that if I'm not connecting with them emotionally, not just that they're understanding what I'm saying and singing, but if I don't see them reacting emotionally, then I know I'm only connecting on a surface level. Mm. And the things I'm putting out there, they're not really taking in on a deep level, whether I was doing acting or singing. And that's one of the things I loved about acting as well, or that I love about acting is that I get to do that, right? You have permission just to be really vulnerable, really sure. open, and try and connect emotionally, whatever it is. It could be comedy, but you're trying sure. to connect that emotion with people um, and be real and authentic in the emotion yourself. And for years, I've said, uh, I don't want to sing a song if I don't connect with it emotionally somehow. Mm. If I don't get it and connect with it, I know I can't communicate it. Sure. How, how, how more important is it, it, it for like the studio or how does that work in the studio yeah. uh, when you don't have a live audience? Uh, it seems like you really have to under, you know, really think about the content of, <laughs> of the song, yeah. the lyrics, right? Yeah. In order to get to that. And as a matter of fact, a little bit ago, I, I told Alexa, yeah, yeah, your emotion's all wrong. Uh, I need to, uh, you know, not to tell her that her emotion's wrong, but, that, but you're coming at it from the wrong place. I need it to be, I need to hear a smile in this. I need that to be, uh, mm -hmm. no, and then I heard, and I was like, yeah, you're smiling. No, now I need a little more sexy in it too. And uh, <laughs> You're right. That's, that's good. I, I, I like that phrase, hear a smile. That's, uh, yeah. that's cool. That's, uh, that's really interesting. Have you found like, you know, now, you know, you're, you're well into your career uh, and, um, uh, now is it more important do you find it more important than than it was when you're younger uh to be able to really say you know what i want to i really want to pivot to do things that matter to uh, uh not just just connecting with things emo emotionally yeah. but things that are just in, that are important right that, oh, yeah. that uh maybe not you know not necessarily just doing th stuff because it could be a hit song or marketable right. or sort of the business move but you know trying to uh, figure out how to do things that aren't just cool but important oh man. is that a, a more factor now? big time dude i mean that's that's a total softball you just pitched me there uh, yeah that's pretty much where i am in life uh thinking about when i was first starting in music and traveling the world and doing this thing i, I would want to do some songs because they were cool um, and I had some kind of a connection with them, but it was more important to me that people would connect with the coolness than necessarily yeah. what I was trying to be about. And now it's a bit turned on its head. Yeah, I want it to be cool and people to really dig it. But my main thing is, is that I communicate with them and that it's authentic to what I'm trying to say. Uh, and, you know, that's the whole thing with the soapbox. How do you know what you're trying to say? How sure. do you know what's important to you to say uh, and not to say, right? Uh, because you have, you have sure. to narrow it down and uh, and to the essentials and say what you're trying to say. And if it's if it's not on target with your soapbox, then maybe you don't say it. Right. No, that's good. I you know I guess I, I work especially in the music game. Uh, I, I I you know uh, I work with a, some people and, and I hear quite a bit and quite often. You know the the only rubric that that people flow their ideas through is if it doesn't make dollars it doesn't make sense right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's you know uh that's the only you know the type of rubric where they eliminate certain ideas yeah. um 
but but when you really kind of get down to you know what you care about and what you want to say uh yeah it does it does eliminate a lot of potentially good ideas and potentially you know good business opportunities but uh but what you make up for that in just fulfillment of your own soul right yes. uh, uh, it, that, it seems like it would yeah that means more to me now than uh it used to which is really interesting and i think i think as we uh grow and as we get older or whatever the years pass i believe that we sort of lean in towards that right and uh, i think it's a natural thing that sort of happens to everyone and i think it's important that we try and embrace that uh, i knew a guy where i grew up who i'd known him my entire life he was a good bit older than me and when i, I watched him hit midlife <laughs> Right. left his wife got a girlfriend well not in that order got a girlfriend left his wife bought a porsche i mean i'm being literal here bought a big gold medallion unbuttoned his wow. shirt like way down close to his belly button and slicked his hair back and walked around like joe cool and he was in his 60s it wow. was just very unattractive and it was, it was like okay yeah. you are not embracing this journey in your life you are fighting it with everything you have trying to keep that sure. that youthful uh, nothing really matters. And I'm just, you know, living and going through life for a good time. It's just, it's, it's not, um, it's not normal. Does that make sense? It, it's sure. not the normal course that life. And I think God tries to take us through. I, sure. I think when we get there, we need to embrace it. And there's a reason it's happening because now we have to have the opportunity to speak out of life wisdom that maybe sure. we didn't and have it for you're hundred percent right. Right. I mean, we're, we're, you know, you get, you get a couple decades under your belt, right. Yep. Into your career and into, into your adult life necessarily. Now, now you have perspective, you, you, you know, you have some wisdom yep. and, and you know what to do with it. Yep. Right. I think it's sort of like you and I, the other day we're, we're talking and, and something about, uh, yeah, these 20 year old life coaches. And I'm like, Wait, right. what, really? What, what sure. do you, okay. No, you know what? If you're, if it's young teens, you're coaching. I get it. You've been through that. You're helping help walk yeah. through it. Okay, great. But you know what? I'm not looking for a 20 year old life coach personally. <laughs> yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. You're you're hundred percent right. I mean, that's, that's the difference between wisdom and knowledge, yeah. right? Is, is wisdom is, is something that you accumulate over time and, 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 and experience then informs uh, uh, action. Uh, there was a, a, a old guy in Kentucky who, who told me, um, said knowledge is understanding that a tomato is a fruit, but wisdom is understanding not to put it in the fruit salad. <laughs> That's good. So like pray, yeah, pray about that a little bit. Like you get the revelation. Well, you right? know, and you so, know what's uh, cool about that is, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, when it's talking about the, when they're first building the things that are going to go into the temple, and not the, not the temple Solomon built, but the one before that, when they're in the wilderness. Sure. And, you know, yep. the Bible talks about God having given wisdom to these guys to make all kinds of things, right? With mm -hmm. them in the sure. arts. And I was like, well, that's really interesting because wisdom is not just about this thinking and, and knowledge thing. It's it the way that it uses it is wisdom allows you to be able to do something really, really well. Sort of like you said, you don't sure. put a tomato on the fruit salad. It's not because you're smarter, and but your smartness goes into the practicality of your actions and what you're doing, Right. 100%, 100%. It's just an interesting, interesting yeah. twist on it, I thought. Super interesting. Now, uh, you know, how would you caution people? Sometimes uh, I, I get this question of, uh, you know, from either filmmakers or writers, uh, uh, songwriters, and they say that if, if 
if they put their perspective and their passion too much into you know, uh, into their yeah. art, into their song, or into their screenplay, or whatever. It could potentially be polarizing to people. People may not agree with it, yeah. right? And of whatever the, their uh, their perspective is. Um, and you see, uh, you know, on t- two ends of the spectrum, and you see some, uh, you know, uh, uh, what Taylor Swift recently uh, came out with a documentary where she takes a very, you know, progressive, mm-hmm. uh, left leaning political stance yeah. on the way other end of the pe- spectrum, Kanye West puts on the red MAGA hat. <laughs> uh, both seem to be leaning into uh, perspective and uh, opinion and what they're passionate about and what they care about into their art. But at the same time, they begin to polarize, yeah. right? I mean, they, they, that's sort of a natural, uh, uh, you know, reaction to that. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, is that, is, uh, yeah. how, how big of a concern? Well, I, I have a few thoughts on it. Um, off the top of my head, my last thought I'll put first, uh, you know, Conway, Kanye, Conway, huh, Conway, Plitty. Conway, yeah, Conway, you can talk about Conway, 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 uh, Conway 20 and yeah. Kanye, uh, a little different. Conway, Kanye. That, that would have been an awesome. That would have been an awesome concert no. to go to. Kanye 20 and Kanye West. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's let's say Kanye then and Taylor, they have killed it in their careers, right? Sure. So now they have the freedom if they never make another buck from their music. Mm-hmm. They have the freedom to polarize if they want. Okay, that's my sure. first thought, right? So here's. The thing, who's your audience? If you're going to be singing to the choir, write songs the choir wants to hear. And write Mm -hmm. songs the choir is going to sing with you. If you want to be singing to a much broader audience, and I said songs, but it it goes with anything, whether screenplays, whatever it is, right, books. If you want to have a wider audience, then you need to think beyond the choir. And you need to speak to a broader audience. You need to take... And this is, I think, is one of the keys to making uh, impactful world change is being able to take things we believe deeply, right? These things that we were talking about earlier, yeah. these soapbox things, these things that make a, make up the core of who we are, these things we believe deeply and communicate them to a broader audience in such a way that it will be not only understood mentally and emotionally, but taken in and accepted, and sure. one of sure. the problems we're having now, you know, there are these polarizing views in politics. And guess what? Everyone spouts it off to make everyone else angry. Yeah, That's right. getting nothing done and no one convinced. Hatred, right. hatred and doing it that way is not the way, right? Right. You know, you're, you're 100% right. And the, uh, you know, when, when it comes to soapbox, uh, I think a lot of people you know, presume that the soapbox has to be about, you know, some sort of hot button yeah, political no. issue, you know, what's your take on abortion, what's your take on, you know, uh, immigration right. or, or, or income inequality, right? But but I think when it comes to soapbox, it's, it, you know, it, it could be that, yeah. you know, and that's fine. Uh, but uh, as long as you're willing to, you know, to to have some of that pushback, yep. and, and, and that's your decision. But I think, you know, soapbox also goes beyond that to, you know what I think we look to what we've gone through and and you know anytime that we've gone through something uh, that gives us the experience and the perspective to speak on that to people that uh, especially the people that are going through it or or have gone or through it even and, will and like, sure right I mean like you know, uh, uh, for your, you know, I mean, you've spoken about it before, um, you know, your bout with yep. cancer, that you were able to beat cancer, uh, that that gave you a, a perspective and an experience oh, yeah. uh, that you have a unique, that you have a unique contribution to that 
conversation right. of, of, of uh, you know, dealing with that and how to deal with that and how to deal with the highs and the lows and, and not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually yeah. and everything. And, um, and, and creating entertainment that somehow communicates that would seem to would have to be able to sit closer to your heart than just, you know, writing the, the next club banger right. or the next, uh, 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 not that you ever have written a club banger, but you get what yeah. I'm saying, right? Like it, it would have to, it would have to sit closer well, to you, right? And, and, and which means you're, you, you would, you would connect. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, and think about just a good example. It's sort of a ridiculous example, but imagine if I wanted to communicate with someone how I went through it and I think it's the better way to go through it. And the way I said it is, you're stupid for doing it the way you're doing it. You're stupid for going through cancer the way you're doing it. That's not the way to handle it, you idiot. You should do sure. it like this. Right. How many people right. do you think <laughs> I'm going to help? I mean, honestly, as opposed to saying, this is what happened with me. This is how I went through it. And it was life changing. I was actually glad to have cancer and thankful to have cancer, right? And they're like, what? And I'll say, yeah, because of this, 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 and explain it. And suddenly... People are going to listen and be interested in, wait a second, I, this sucks. I'm going through cancer. Let me figure out what this guy's saying and how I can also sure. go through it in this way. Uh, and so sure. I, we can have an incredibly strong soapbox, but we have to present it in such a way that it's palatable to people, right? You're, you're 100% it, right. It doesn't 100% mean that you right. have to muddy the truth. Right. Right. Yeah. You just have to, yeah. You just have to learn how to be tactful. I mean, that's what tactful well, is, right? And, and you know, uh, Michael Moore, he made a living out of not being tactful, right? I mean, no, right, and I'm, sure. I don't mean that mean. I'm just sure. saying. No, he you're took right. a very you're particular right. choice of doing a thing and he did it his way. And so half the people hate him. Sure. Right. Now, and I'm not sure if he ever changed anybody. No, exactly. Anybody's no, mind, for sure. Right? I mean, so, he may um, have, or just, so, or just, you know, again, he was singing to the choir, just what I said earlier. He's so, or preaching to the choir, as they say. So the choir loves him. Okay, that's great. But you know what? He never yeah. convinced me, and and I'm a guy who likes to reason and think through things. Uh, and right. I, if you show me facts and you reason through yeah. it with me, and I see the ending, then I I might be right. swayed. Right, and, and and you know, it's it's interesting that uh, um, you know from just a personal perspective, I mean, you know, firsthand, just like I do, entertainment is, is super hard, super frustrating. Everything takes too, too long. You get rejected <laughs> a thousand yeah. times more than you get, get accepted. Right. And uh, anybody that tries to get into entertainment thinking it's, it's an easy <laughs> thing or, or, or just a fun thing. You're just, you know, uh, you're going into the right. business. Uh, it, it, there's a grind to it. And, um, but, but, but if you know, if, if, if the only connection that you have to you, the entertainment you're creating is you think it's a marketable thing, you think, you know, uh, that, that it's a good money play, uh, maybe it's just a good business move. Uh, by the time that you start getting through, uh, you know, somewhere through that cycle about midway, uh, either trying to find the financing, trying to get somebody to, to acquire the, the scripts, yeah. get somebody to, to publish the song, whatever it is, uh, you're probably going to get so frustrated that you're just going to yeah. quit. Uh, but, but in those tough times, when things get too hard, if you're connected mm -hmm. to the purpose behind mm -hmm. the project, you, you remember like, like when you had cancer, you wish you had somebody like leading you through that wilderness, uh, with something, whether it's a book, whether it's a song, something to get you through and, and, and you, you feel that purpose, uh, that helps you push on through, yep. right. That helps you get through those tough times. I think as, as a absolutely, creator. that is, that is your nuclear energy store going back to your core i just rhymed that is so cool uh going back to your core that absolutely i mean 
like you said, it anything that you're trying to do in entertainment, whether you're an actor, a writer, a singer, musician, whatever, right? It's all very difficult. Yep. And you have to know you're about something more and greater, something that means uh, something that means something. Yes. Yeah, very mean. deep to you, right? right? Because that deep that right. that uh, deep passion is what pushes you through. If it's just to get a hit, man, it's that's just so that that energy ain't gonna last very long. I mean, even even uh, right. Oh gosh, what's his actor? Uh, funny face, uh, Jim Carrey. So, and I mean, funny yes. face because he does all the faces. Right. Uh, Jim Carrey said when he uh, when he first came to town that he wrote himself a ten million dollar check and put it in his wallet. Okay, and he's sure. like, okay, when I hit it big one day, I'll be able to cash this check. It was, and he was a nobody at that point, right? And so he sure. said when he finally hit it big, and he's like, yeah, I can easily cash this ten million dollar check. He was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be, because I'm here right. and I've got everything I ever wanted, the fame and everything, and I'm just like, huh. Right. <laughs> How disappointing would that it, be? Right? Right. And we, and we hear again, we hear we hear that story over and over and over and over again. It, and uh, to where, you know, at, toward the end of people's careers, they, they want to pivot and say, you know what, I've, I've you know, I've achieved the status, I've achieved the money, uh, I've achieved the accolades. Uh, now I want to do something that matters. Nobody ever goes to their deathbed <laughs> and says, man, I just wish I wish I would have, you know, had uh, an extra, you know, uh, top 40 hit. I wish I would have charted a yeah. couple more times. I wish I would have like sold a couple. No, they say I wish I would have had some sort of contribution to, to the conversation. Made and, uh, on society you know, and, in a good way. And yeah, I'd make the world a better place. I wish I'd have done more shallow things in my life. You know, I think I work too hard on things that matter. I spend much time with my sure, family right, yeah. and those I love, and I spend yeah, much from my yeah, heart. Gosh, man, that what an awful. You know, it's never that. It's never that. It's never that, right? It's never that at all. So, uh, okay, cool, brother. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for jumping yeah, on my man. random phone call. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.